Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kirby. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Today is a very special day in Los Angeles. Why? Because we have our very special first guests. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, we've been teasing this on the gram. Yep. Gloss underscore Angeles. Which if you aren't following us already, please follow us. Like, subscribe, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how we do. Uh, but this guest is so major. We didn't want to just have any guest. No, 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 no. Uh, we wanted somebody that was uh, an icon. Mm-hmm. We wanted someone who has a good heart. Yep. We genuinely like. Uh-huh. And works with all the best brands. Mm-hmm. Someone that you guys would actually want to hear from. So who is it? Who is it? It's it- Daniel Martin! <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, good Daniel, good. Uh, welcome you to ever, Los Angeles. Have you ever gotten a welcome like that? <laughs> no, that was awesome. Thank <laughs> you like, so much. You? And he's so humble too. Like yeah. as we're hyping him up, he's just like, right. I know. I'm hiding behind the mic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? We are so, so, so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be in Culver City. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my house. Um, Daniel told me that it was just like rolling up to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> He says that Megan opens the gate, uh, which is what I did today. I opened my gate for you. I mean, so same. You're just you're like the Duchess. That's yeah, great. basically, um, <laughs> live and love like Megan. Love it. Okay, so Sarah, yes, please intro Daniel. Yes, let everybody know for who the might like not. two of you who don't know who Daniel is. Daniel Martin is a renowned makeup artist whose career spans decades. His work has been featured everywhere, from the pages of Vogue and Vanity Fair to backstage at all of the fashion weeks, to some of the most famous and most beautiful mugs in Hollywood, including Jessica Alba and Elizabeth Moss, and yes, the Duchess of Sussex herself, Meghan Markle. He's also the brand ambassador for Dior Beauty and the creative color consultant for Honest Beauty. So we are beyond, beyond thrilled and honored to have Daniel here as our very first Los Angeles guest. We, I mean, when we were thinking, okay, who should we have on as our first guest? Because we... Honestly, not to toot our own horn, but we got a lot of interest in this podcast. And we were like, okay, this is awesome that so many people want to come and chat with us. Yeah. We were like, who do we really feel the vibe? We had like a list that was like our dream guests and you were on there and we were like, there's no way. No, I was like, would Daniel do it? We did it. And then we pressured him when we saw him last time. (laughs) Yeah. We pushed him in the corner and we're like, you got to do our podcast. And look, he's here now. So (laughs) thank you, Daniel. Daniel's the best. So, Daniel, every episode of Los Angeles, we start off with something called What's on Your Face. Okay. We used to go through literally everything that we had on our face, but it turned into like a 20 minute ordeal. (laughs) My sister told me it was like AP Chem. Like, she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, (laughs) we want to change things up. Yeah. We're going to every week now moving forward, talk about one to two products that we are wearing and trying out and that we love. Maybe products we wear all the time instead of going through our entire face because it's just going to get redundant at some point. So I'll kick things off. Yeah. Sarah, do you want to know what's on my face? I do. Daniel, do you want to know what's on my face? I sure do. So today I actually went to Violet Gray and I bought the Beautystat Universal Vitamin C Skin Refiner. Oh yeah. It sold out online on violetgray.com, but they're the exclusive retailer for this serum and people are obsessed with it they say it's like the best vitamin c they've ever tried why and because they say it refines their skin texture so well and they see actual results from it and i'm a huge vitamin c fan in general Mm -hmm. so the woman working at violet gray was extremely informative and she said that the reason why it's so superior to everything else is because it's a powder form Mm -hmm. of L-asorbic acid mm-hmm. inside of this moisturizer. So it makes mm. it super potent when yes, you apply it. which I thought was interesting. So have it on my face, first day. I'll let you guys know how it goes. How is the texture? 
it honestly just feels like a cream. Mm. It's not like you have to activate it. Like you have to like pull a tab and then the mm-hmm. powder goes into the cream. It's just like already mixed, I guess. Oh, that's so interesting. I want to see that. Like, yeah. I want to. I love the branding, so I'm kind of sucker a sucker for that branding. That brand's nice. I like that brand. Yeah, and it's eighty dollars, so it is like a more luxe skincare mm-hmm. product. But I'm excited to see what the results turn out because my skin has been a mess this past month, and it's finally calming down. So now it's like looks great. That's figure yeah, your skin figure it awesome. out. Oh my god, Daniel said that. <laughs> uh, Make bless. that your ringtone. Big bless. <laughs> Uh, okay, great. I'm also wearing Pat McGrath Blitz Trans Lipstick and Lady Stardust. Oh, nice. Feels like a balm, honestly, but always, like it provides such amazing color, so mm-hmm. I always love to wear them. They're really, really pretty. It's a great color. Thanks. It's really pretty. And then Charlotte Tilbury Bella Sophia Palette, which I have learned used to be the Dolce Vita mm. palette. And that is my absolute favorite of hers, but apparently she had to change the name because there was like a copyright issue with Dolce Vita. Oh. So in case you're wondering what happened to the Dolce Vita palette, it yeah. was not discontinued. It's now the Bella Sophia palette. Mm. Right. What's on your face, Sarah? Okay. So today I am wearing the new Fenty Pro Filter Hydrating Longwear Foundation. Mm. So Rihanna launched a hydrating formula. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So, which is great because I don't know if you've tried her original formula. It's a little dry. It's like very Very full coverage. Yeah. Very full coverage. Very matte finish. So I liked it, but I didn't wear it every day because I like a more like dewy, Mm -hmm. glowy finish. And this one definitely has more of like that satin finish, which I like. What do you guys think? I think your skin always looks amazing. You're very sweet. So thank you. Whatever you have on your face, I want on my face. (laughs) I want your face on my face. Thanks. Appreciate it. This like meta what's on your face. Yeah. Um, And then I'm wearing a top secret brow product that I can't talk about, but you probably know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, I do. I do know what you're talking about. I can't talk about it yet. Okay. You'll tell Daniel after. I'll tell Daniel after. Okay, great. And then I am wearing a Kosas lipstick, Kosas's lipstick in rose water. Ooh. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Kosas. Yeah. I I feel like. I love their stuff. That was the first product they came out with, right? Of the lipstick? Yes. Right? I, or the I or the blush. I they sent me their lipsticks yeah. and I really like them. It's just so comfortable to wear. Yeah. It's kind of balmy, mm-hmm. but it gives a gives a lot of payoff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was wearing not today, but yesterday their 10 second eyeshadow. <laughs> oh, which I really like. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. Okay, Daniel, Daniel, what do you have on your face? Oh God, what's on my face? Zit medicine that my derm <laughs> suggested I put on an ingrown <laughs> hair. Oh. Um, Trenonin? Tren- uh, tr- is it tretinoin? Tretinoin, tretinoin. yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have a very like regular relationship with your derm? You see him or her regularly? Uh, yeah, like every four months. Okay. I'm starting to get this funky melasma on my forehead. <gasps> Kirby's so, like queen of melasma we knowledge. We talk about melasma yeah, all so day Yeah, so she's like, you need to get on vitamin C. You need to, like, so I'm trying to be... Just on, like, the spot? The, I just mean, that, everywhere. Because okay. I'm in my... And <laughs> I need to really start paying attention to my skin. So she's been really adamant about... You have amazing like, skin. Yeah, you really... But I need to keep it up. If I want to keep this skin. Right. So she's like, okay, this is what you need to do. That's a good derm. Dr. Sherry Marshenbein in New York City. Shout out. Shout Shout out. out. (laughs) Love a good shout out. Dr. Sherry. All right. Anything Um, else you want to share? I have the Tatcha um, Satin Mist. Thank you. (laughs) I'm like, which one is it? That product is not meant to like refresh your skin the way that the other one does. Or... I actually use it to refresh. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. Because I, I felt like, like it wasn't it... being marketed like that. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I just like how it feels. The dewy mist for me can get really dewy. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally just flew in right. right now. Yeah. And like I needed something just to give my skin some hydration. Yeah. The air here is so dry, and you definitely notice so it dry. as soon as you get here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially for a New Yorker, so. Yeah. That's what everyone not from Los Angeles always yeah. says. They're like, how do you do it so dry? Even though this mist is more about mm-hmm. more combo skin, I, I like how it feels. I like how it smells. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And it's always just so pretty, all the Tatcha yeah. products. Yeah. Oh. So that's two. And then I have Lana Lips lip balm. I just received it. Yeah. It's really good. We love the founder. Yeah, she's great. And uh, I'm a big fan of Lana Lips. Yeah, me too. I love their moisturizers and their face wash yeah. that they just launched. All good stuff. All great. 
I have a question, Daniel. Yes. Since you travel so much, do you do like a full skincare routine on the plane? Like what's no. your... No. I, I have my MediHeal mask with me. I have my... One one skin masks with me, but I usually mask when I get into the hotel to unpack. Yeah. So I'll wear a mask when I unpack because I'm not going to throw that on the plane. I just can't. And don't you feel like it's kind of gross because you're, especially if you're doing a mask, because you're like capturing all the recycled air. Right. And it's kind of counterintuitive in the sense that no matter how long you're going to be on the plane, the air, everything is just sucking the moisture out of your face. So if anything, it's just depleting, like you put the mask on, but it's not really helping anything because once you take that mask off, all that hydration is going to deplete itself. And you don't, I mean, you need water in your skin. That's the best, I think, flight tip you can give anybody for your skin. Just drink water because now there's brands that are coming out like I got pitched yesterday an in-flight skincare brand. Oh yeah, and Which I'm so like, crazy. this this was made because someone on Instagram, someone yeah. saw this on Instagram and was like, oh, there should be a brand that's specifically for being in the air. Yeah. I just I think it's a complete waste of money, yeah. and I don't think that brand will be along uh, around like mm-hmm. it's like in super the long trendy. Haul. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just this whole skincare like prep before you get on the plane. Right, yeah. right, like, absolutely. Wear a serum that has antioxidants in it mm-hmm. to help with like the free radicals yeah. if you're sitting next to a window like close the window if it's right. sunny outside right. or even yeah and just protecting you from the germs <laughs> of yeah. other people yeah i mean and i carry those clorox wipes yeah and i that's feel like the that's thing. the most important oh my yeah. god have you seen naomi campbell oh i i'm exactly her on the plane you don't as she, soon as i sit people think she's extra i'm like no, no. that's that's what that's you have me. to do you have to especially when you're on a plane as much as we are it's yeah. like i wipe everything down also like think about like when your plane comes in people get off you get right. on right away yeah. it's not like no they one's have really time. cleaning that no. exactly yeah. and also i recently just saw a video of a man using his feet to scroll oh, no, no, through no, no, no. the movies that on was the disc- screen uh, yeah no i was like i I sat I saw next that. to a guy who literally put his feet up on the tray table he, in the middle seat. On? No. No. <gasps> Mm-hmm. I, and I was literally like looking at the flight attendant, kind of like, hey, six, I need you to help me out here. And thank God she was like, can you not do that? People eat their food there. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And like, but, so I'm like, well, duh. Common sense. Right. Sir. No come one on. has etiquette anymore. No. Remember when you so to dress up for flights? Yeah. Like, what happened? <laughs> now it's just like a free a for all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free for all. Yeah. Sorry, tangent. No. I just, I just we to just know. needed to talk about yeah. those things. We yeah. had to let it out, guys. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get into the meat of this this interview. Uh, this is just a chat. I yeah. feel like yeah, it's I mean, not it's gonna a gossip. be. It's a gossip. <laughs> it's, it's, a, a, gossip. it's a gossip. Okay, so Daniel, we read that your very first makeup job was working at the Mac counter at Nordstrom. Is yes, this true? This is true. This was 1994. 93. Which Nordstrom? Um, Nordstrom's in Seattle. Okay. So, oh, that's, that's like a, a major yeah, one. Yeah. So this was like the very first Nordstrom. Awesome. Mac had just come to the States from Canada and they launched at Nordstrom. It was makeup artist makeup. Like, yep. Yeah. Pro. Completely pro at the time. And then I think they got purchased by Lauder a few years after that. But yeah, that's how I got started. And then I really honed my career, though, working at an Aveda salon. Yeah. So did you get that opportunity with Aveda because you had um, I think it Mac? looked good on the resume. Okay. But when I moved to the East Coast, so my mom used to live in Germany. And when she came back to the States, she was in Richmond, Virginia. And I, after college, went to Richmond to visit her. And I just fell in love with Richmond. Mm-hmm. And I needed a job. So I did all these odd jobs. I worked at Tower Records, and then this opportunity came up to apprentice at this hair salon because at that point I'm like, I need to get serious with what I want to do. And in Virginia, you can apprentice to get your license, which means that you can work and get the experience Mm -hmm. and then get on the floor. So I realized I couldn't cut a straight line, so I couldn't do hair. You're like, hmm, this and might then, affect my future. Yeah, and <laughs> but they had makeup, so I got into the makeup, and then I wound up getting my um, esthetician's license. 
Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's so like that my kind dream. of explains my point of view with makeup. So that's kind of how I started. I started teaching for them, and then it was through Aveda that I met Pat McGrath because Pat did a capsule collection for them in like 1997, which is insane. Yeah, to even think about. She was kind of like the first one that like makeup artist brand. But it wasn't, no one talked about it. Right. Exactly. Was that so major for you when you found out that you were going to be working with her? Well, it wasn't, I mean, I had met her at that point. Mm -hmm. I was on the education side, so she was mostly doing marketing product development. Uh So she created, it was called the Universal Glow. And it was basically like, it was like a highlighter. And it was like a like a beigey pink, and you can use it on all these skin tones. Oh. So ahead of, the, <laughs> ahead mean, of her she, time. She was really ahead of her time. Yeah. Yep. And then I reconnected with her when I moved to New York, which was like a few years after that. It's just really cool that you assisted her, mm-hmm. and then now like you're at the same level. You know what I mean? Like whenever I mean, you have a boss. it's weird because I will never ever think that. Right. But, the, but you're so humble. I mean. Yeah, you're so humble. So humble. So good at what you do. Like for us, it's like, I can't believe we're here with Daniel. Oh yeah. God. You know? <laughs> but also just like a testament to like how hard you've worked and everything that you've done and like look at where you are now, right. you know? Which is really it's awesome. It's weird. It's so weird to think because I feel like every day is, you're still trying to reach the goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is a job and we want to, you know, do good work. We want to work with great people and every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever think, I would never want to think that I've gotten to a point where it's like, I've made it. Because yeah. what does that really mean? Yeah. Right. It's kind of like uh, if you feel like you're the smartest person in the room, it's try- time to find another room type of right, thing. Yeah. So right. you never want to feel like that, especially when you love the industry that you're in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do what I love yep. and to be able to meet so many great people and work with so many great people. Yeah. Like, and then when you have that mentality too, you just want, you're curious and you want to yeah. learn more. And yeah. So I feel like. I mean, if, if Pat was like, I need you as an assistant, I would totally jump and do it again. Oh my God. Do you that, know what Pat? I mean? It's like. <laughs> Daniel's available. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> he is not available. Uh, as far as I can yeah. tell. Christi- We're lucky I, to have him. Um, Christiana is going to text me and be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's about? like, please never, never say that. Um, what is the like one of the best things that you learned from Pat or maybe something that you just have taken with you throughout the years? And it can be just like life advice or it could be makeup, like techniques or just like her perspective on makeup. I feel like now in this time with so much makeup and so many tools and so many ways of application, what Pat has always been incredible about is her skin. And that I would say that's what I've learned from her. Her like you touch the face, mm-hmm. you massage the face, you get that blood going to really pull out the skin. And that's something that I that I learned from her. Because there's a definite disconnect when you apply makeup with a brush when you don't physically touch the face. I would agree with you because I just started using my fingers to apply foundation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're using a sponge or a brush, it's so easy to just squirt out yeah. a bunch of stuff oh gosh, and then yeah. just go to town. Right. When you have to put it on your hands and kind of warm it up and then apply it to your skin like you're applying a moisturizer or a serum or something like that, you are so much more A, delicate with your skin and B, you use so much less product. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you use Pat's foundation, you really see that the opacity changes and it moves and it just that massaging, that finessing of just movement on the skin, you can really understand the coverage that you're getting. But I love that you kind of bring this up because I I think it hits a question that we did want to talk about in terms of like the social media world and influencers and also oversaturation in the beauty industry. Like you said, every day there is a new product, a new tool to use. And I feel like in the early aughts of like makeup artistry, there wasn't that much to choose from for better or worse. So you really were using your hands to apply product Mm -hmm. and you were able to connect a little bit more with the makeup. Maybe I sound crazy, but no, it's true. It's true because 
Like I apply eyeshadow with my fingers. What? I'll use a brush for more intricate, but like if I'm laying down a base or if I'm laying down a shaping, I'll use my finger because there's a movement that there's a texture and a direction that you get when you use your finger to shape the face. So like using your finger for a cream blush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And using, you know, just to kind of hollow out the eye, I would do that with my finger. I love that. Um, what about foundation? What do you... Foundation, like do? I'll do a brush, but if I feel like there's a mask that's happening when I apply the foundation to the skin, I'll apply foundation then with my hands. Okay. Because you need that warmth from your hands to kind of like meld everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why makeup always looks good. Like... 30 minutes after it's done when you've kind of let it set and breathe and you go outside and that heat kind of just gets your skin going and then you come back in you're like oh my makeup looks good it doesn't look settled yeah that's why it looks when you apply it with your fingers it looks more like skin Mm -hmm. right I have a question that. that I think our listeners probably want to know what is the best way to find your foundation color like to match your skin that's a great one For me, it's always about looking, if I'm doing editorial, Mm -hmm. I'll tend to look at the stomach Mm. (gasps) because say if the model's like not wearing clothes or if they're like having to be topless or whatever, I need that face and that body to be consistent. If I'm working with an actress and I see their dress and it's low cut, I need to look at her chest and then go up. I never look at the face and go down. Oh, because so many of us do like, here yeah like your chin or i don't know like the center of your face yeah Yeah. i mean we tend to be more red in the center of our face so that's what you want to knock out yeah so that's where i'll start and then go up got it okay so speaking of major moments in your career (laughs) we have to talk about the royal wedding so when you agreed to do it did you think it would have the effect on your career that it did and that you'd become as famous, even more famous than you already were. Zero. I mean, literally it was like a friend asking me to do her wedding. Yeah. And you're like, great. Yeah. I was like, I'm happy. You're happy. Of course I'll do your makeup. I would, but I didn't anticipate being asked to the wedding either. And at that time, my other best friend was getting married the weekend after in Tuscany. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This works out because then I can get to Europe early. (laughs) Can you... (laughs) Do yeah. the wedding and then I can go see Emily yeah. right afterwards. But it really didn't hit us like Serge and I until we were in the car and that we understood the capacity of what that day was going to be like. Because when you're drive, we were driving right behind her and we were just seeing people who had been outside for hours trying to just get a glimpse. That's when we're like, Holy shit, this is like major. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just got the chills because it like reminded me of, you know, I remember um, when Prince William and Kate got yeah. married and everyone was making the big ordeal about it over here. And I remember just being like, whatever, who really cares? Like, they're royals, yeah. whatever. Don't you know, I got up at 2 a.m. to Same. watch it and cried the whole damn time. And then with this, like obviously watched it as well and like had a like an emotional and a mental breakdown at the same time because like what it meant for like just the culture in general. You know what I mean? But also this was a totally different time too. We have social media now. Yes. So, you know, what I I, I had to I watched both the Kate Middleton one for or Kate Middleton one. (laughs) That one, that one, that thing. Um, for fun. And then when uh, this last wedding to cover it and covering it. And then having social media and then finding out that you did her makeup, it was just nuts. Like everyone was like, get on it. Like we have to start writing about it. And then, you know, it's like we go to your Instagram and like wait for you to like post something, but you're not posting anything. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? It was, I mean, we had our phones off. We had our phones off. That's what so you said, right? It was just like, we didn't know what was happening outside, outside of that. Thank too. goodness. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Because it was like this moment in time that I'm always going to have. But I have to be honest, like it's it's kind of a blur because so much happened in that 15 hours. Yeah. But it was an incredible moment just to see your friend be married to the person that they love. And in such a way that you honestly felt the like everyone that was there waiting 
and who showed up, who flew in from other countries to witness this, you felt that a hundred times. And then watching the specials and all that way after the fact was incredible because it was such a different perspective than what I had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was she like a normal bride, like nervous? Like, oh my God. She's the most chill person. And that morning was just like easy. That's why it didn't, nothing phased us. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to be completely calm and collected when you're at that level like that, because Imagine if she was just thinking the whole time about like the photographs or like what people were saying online or what the headlines were going to be. Yeah. I feel like you just have to completely forget any of that even exists and then be in the moment and experience it. I just think it's so cool that one of your close friends, like she got married, she found love. She obviously has a beautiful child now, but like it was a moment that was so much bigger than that. Yes. You know what I mean? That yeah. it affected so many people. Yeah. That's what's weird. For yeah. Me <laughs> Isn't still. it so bizarre? It's awesome. I mean, it yeah. It's just cuz you you wish all your girlfriends and husbands and friends they're, you know, the best. But yeah, it's weird. It's still weird because she, I mean, she's still the same person. Yeah, cuz you've been we, working with her for years. Yeah, 10 years and we've been able to have this incredible friendship before and now after so yeah that's so cool oh my god and it's so cool that you still get to like go visit her but she's just you know a duchess now (laughs) (laughs) i know i just can't even imagine like what if you became i mean yeah uh, matt if you plan on becoming a duke or something like (laughs) let me know um but like we'd still record the podcast yeah i'm like what would even have like would all we have like special (laughs) privileges and like not be allowed to do certain like i don't even know Uh, how you funk yeah no i think it's just cool and obviously like a testament to daniel in terms of like how so many people adore you and and that you have these relationships you develop these relationships with the people that maybe you started off did you start working on her and then become friends or yeah yeah so we met when she when suits got picked up and then we just formed this friendship and then she was like you know i think i'm gonna do this blog would you contribute to the blog i was like yeah of course the tig the tig so that's how it all snowballed and like 10 years later i'm still lucky that i can still have that friendship were there like people that you worked who wanted or who you wanted to work with maybe or brands who you wanted to work with who like maybe didn't work with you previous to Megan and then like they hit you up after? Oh, that's (laughs) a really good question. Or just like, was it weird for people to approach you? No, like calling you like Megan Markle's makeup artist. That's been interesting. And she gave me an incredible gift. I, I'm, I mean, to be honest to this day, it's, it's still, I don't want to say it's challenging, but I just have to know that that's always going to be the case. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That mm-hmm. you, and it's not a bad thing no. to be associated with her, mm-hmm. but that's always going to be. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the back of your mind. Like, are they sending me this because they want me to of course. try like, to use it on I mean, yeah, let's yeah. Or like somehow get, yeah, of yeah. course. I yep. mean, that's yeah. just the ebb and flow of. That's, that's just the, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's showbiz, just, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> Welcome right. to what is wait, where? What's their what, what do they live in now? They moved some. I don't remember. I can't remember. Where they, I don't know where they live. Sorry. I can't. They like moved to a house and had like so many res- renovations and people were talking about it. I can't remember. I can't remember. Sorry. I, I wish I, I could remember. But that's yeah. that's showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. That's royal. Being a royal, baby. Let's talk about like people like us, the commoners that will be getting married. Peasants. The peasants, these town folk, whoever they are. What's your best piece of advice for someone that is getting married and either wants to do their own makeup or has a makeup artist coming in? Like, is there a that specific... That is such a good question. Like, a product or something that you should or shouldn't do? Or, like, when you're creating your vision for your wedding look, like, I what mean, do you do? I didn't have a makeup trial with her because I we just couldn't make the time. 
I knew what she liked and what she didn't liked, and then we exchanged like Pinterest pictures over text. Like, oh my I think, god, I would die to see Meghan Markle's <clears throat> Pinterest board for her wedding. <laughs> but I think for anybody, Pinterest is an incredible tool to use as a reference. Yep. And I feel like the most important thing is to not, for a bride, that's their red carpet moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't stray too far mm-hmm. from. Who you look like. Who you want yeah. to be and who you want, who you are, because the last thing you want to do is look at these pictures and be like, I wasn't comfortable in looking like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I didn't more feel like myself. I don't recognize myself. Yeah. Right. So it's like finding those elements that you admire and you want to aspire to achieve, but at the same time, you still have to have a sense of who you are in there. That's totally. what I loved about how you did her makeup is she looked so, just like her, just glowy and like just ha- getting like a bride on her wedding day, you know, like right. you could see her freckles still. It was like her skin was showing. And uh, the dress is so architectural mm-hmm. that if she had any more makeup on, you wouldn't even look at the dress. And that's not what that moment's about. Yeah. You don't want to take away from that dress. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. So I want to talk to you about shopping. Okay. I think a lot of people are are thinking to themselves, I want Daniel to come and help me spend my money the best way possible. So if you had $100, what beauty store would you go to? And what are you going to buy for yourself or your kit? Like, what do you absolutely want or need? Oh, that's a really great question. If I had a hundred bucks. Or maybe 200. <laughs> I know, we're like, uh. <laughs> I actually can find a lot for a hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Target, obviously. Yes! I yes! also, I think I could we do well at Ulta with a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Have, now, have you like stepped in a Target or Ulta recently? Like, do you ever? Yes. You do? Okay. I was just at Target in Queens, New York with Jessica Alba because she was doing an honest beauty situation there. And it was like the first well-stocked Target that I had been to in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they've so totally was, like redone their oh, yeah. makeup it's aisles amazing. now. It's amazing. It looks like a Sephora. It the really beauty does. aisle is bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really, really incredible. Okay. So what would you buy at Target? So with a hundred bucks, I would go and get the $20 um, eyeshadow palette that I did for Honest Beauty because it's the perfect day to night eyeshadow palette, 19 bucks. You can knock that out there foundations, I would actually, I hate to say it, um, I would do the Honest Beauty Cream Foundations because that doubles as a concealer. Okay. Also, to get funky colors, I would go to NYX Cosmetics. Love NYX's And stuff. get their vivid color. They're like these colored cream eyeshadows. And yeah, like, I love that. Yeah, I super love Super pigmented. Those. Yeah, mm-hmm. super pigmented. And they're like five bucks or something. Mascara. That I can manipulate and use as a liquid eyeliner (gasps) if I needed to like multi-use anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then NYX has great lipsticks. The liquid lipsticks that Honest Beauty just came out with are really nice too. Dying to try those. Have you tried them? Uh, No, I haven't yet. They're great. But they look awesome. Make sure you get them. Yeah. You know Um, someone? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think Maybe. you might have a connection there. I'm not sure. I would look for products that are multi-use. Yeah. That I could use in different ways. And then like a really great micellar water because you want to be able to take that stuff off. Totally. A really easy moisturizer because I think eyeshadows you can use on your brow. So that kind of duels that up. Yeah, I think for a hundred bucks, I could do a really good face. Oh do you God. have any favorite like micellar waters that you use? Oh, what's in my kit right now? Um, La Roche-Posay. Yep. That's a great one. Yeah. I really like the simple. Mm, Me too. Yeah. That's my favorite yeah, one. Yeah. That's a really nice. Yay. Um, do you feel validated? Chris? Yes. I'm like, <laughs> thank God. It's funny that micellar waters turned into a thing because I mean, it's been around forever. Totally. Yep. All the French girls yeah. have been using it forever. Yeah. yeah, I don't even, like in the morning, I don't wash my face with a face wash anymore. I just use a micellar water. Yeah, yeah same. It's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But I feel like some micellar waters you do have to wash off there. I agree. Yeah. Some have oil in them, Yeah, which I think is super interesting. I mean, it's good to break up that makeup, but you do want to get rid of it. Yeah. You yeah. need to wash your face. Do yeah. you know who just made a really great, not drugstore, micellar water is Audacity. Oh, we did they? I was mm-hmm. going to say La Prairie. <laughs> I oh, love theirs great. too. Yeah. 
<laughs> Talk about not drugstore. I, I was like, that is not Sorry. a drugstore. No, but I love <laughs> laughing into the mic again, Sarah. <laughs> um, no, I love Simple. I think they have a great one. And then I, I'm a big fan of Bioderma, yeah. which I feel like is Same. everyone's staple. staple. Yeah. yeah. Are there any new brands you've been loving recently? Mm, any new brands? Oh, God. Oh, um, I got turned on to this incredible skincare from Italy called Comfort Zone. Okay. I love to hear it. Tell um, us more. Yeah. They sent me, it's like clean skincare. It's part of the Davines hair group. <gasps> like Davines hair. They yeah. now have skincare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I like their eye masks. Those are really nice. Mediheal, who just came into the States, they're a really great K-beauty brand. Their skincare is actually really nice too, and it's affordable. Do they? Is there skincare also at Wal- Walgreens? Um, I think so. NMF is the one line that I'm that I'm using, cool. and they have this toner that is. It's almost like a lotion, Ooh. but I love to prep with that, and then use their moisturizer right their serum right afterwards as a makeup base. The so Medihill masks are great. So yeah. good. We went to the dinner with Daniel a couple weeks ago, and I like used them right away. Went home and used one yeah. of the masks. They're the They're best great. selling. They're literally three, two dollars, one ninety nine mm-hmm. at Walgreens. Yeah, and Amazon. So, so good. it like makes zero sense for you not to actually try yeah. to get one because they're so affordable. Best selling sheet mask brand in Korea. Yeah, Correct? it's crazy. Yeah. Which is like, there's so many mm-hmm. masks in Korea. So Any BTS says, fans out there? BTS uses these. So just Ooh, throwing it out there. That's a fun fact. Yeah. BTS um, loves Mediheal. You mentioned that you use the lotion and the moisturizer as like a primer for the face. Do you believe in using primers? I mean, the only primer that I'll use for someone that has like large pores, I love the Tatcha primer. Mm-hmm. Silk just canvas. to yeah the silk yeah. canvas is great to really kind of anybody who has like textured skin this this primer is great for yeah but i'll mostly use it on the t-zone i won't use it all over the face because sometimes i mean i tend to use a lot of water-based foundation so i need something that's water-based for it to magnetize on the skin because if you put a silicone primer or anything in between the moisturizer and the foundation Heat will break that up. Okay. I think this is one of the best tips that we've heard in the whole conversation right now because a lot of you out there are probably using a silicone primer and then a water-based foundation. And when you put on your foundation, you're wondering why it's patchy, why Mm -hmm. you have to take it off and restart over and over again. It's because they're not... Com- they're not melting together. Yeah. They're not combining the right way. Because water and oil, I mean, you can see it doesn't mix. Exactly. So once it's on the skin and then you have the heat from your skin activating that, that separation is going to happen within time. Yeah. So for me, if I'm working with an actress and they're in this makeup for 10 hours and I just I need to keep constantly touch up, I need that base to not move. Yeah. Because once that base starts to crack and it starts, I mean, it's like a house. It's like once that makeup starts to break up, it's so much harder to redo. Exactly. Which is why you also don't like to use oils, correct? Yeah. So I mean, I, I love a face oil when I don't put makeup on. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's refreshing on the skin. It really does hold, it's, hold some moisture, but... It just doesn't do well with makeup on top of it for me, anyways. Yeah, if you so if you're having trouble with your foundation in general, I think a few great tips: use your fingers or hands mm-hmm. to you know warm it up, and then apply it to your skin like a moisturizer. Uh, maybe avoid your primer that day. See if it yeah. reacts differently yeah. with your skin. It could be because your foundation is just not meshing with mm-hmm. the primer. And then the third thing, if you are using an oil in your routine as your main form of, you know, a moisturizer, maybe don't if you're going to put on makeup. Yeah. Because that could be the problem. That could be the source of the problem. Yeah. Like maybe use the oils at night. Yeah. Or maybe like on top for a little glow sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Uh, That leads us to our next question, which is what do you think is one thing that a lot of people get wrong when it comes to makeup application? Oh, one thing I think that they get wrong, that they need a lot of makeup. Yeah. Like a full face at 9 a.m. Like more power to you if you want to. Yeah, But yeah. You, you don't need to. Mm, yeah. 
And also I think I was talking about this actually with a friend the other day. I used to be the person that was like cover up every single imperfection that I possibly could have. But then now when I look back at photos and stuff, I'm like, oh, it just looks like I'm wearing a face and not like it's me more emphasized. And like, do I love a good dramatic wing? Yes, I'm wearing one right now. Do I have on like the biggest, you know, Ardell falsies I could muster today? Yes. I love the glam of it all. But, you know, I have like some breakouts right here and I wasn't spending every waking minute just like trying to cover that area. It was just like, I have a light little coat of this foundation on that I applied with my fingers and then put blush on and it's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think... I, I think totally agree. You're, it's uh, counteractive, right? To right. completely try to just cover everything, because then it right. looks like almost like you're trying too hard, and then try to hide something. Right, it doesn't look like your skin. Is there any other trend that you're seeing on Instagram or anywhere that you just are over? Like, what trend do you want to die, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> um, Translation. <laughs> I mean, I've 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 spoken about the Instagram eyebrow before. I feel like makeup is shifting. I feel like the spectacle of watching, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'll get into a hole watching people drip stuff on their face. And Oh my God, though, that drives me nuts. Nobody yeah, does that. Right. And for me, I'm just like, oh my God, they're wasting so much product. So I feel like that that reality is starting to break a bit. I think what I'd like to see more of is more creative color on the eyes, not that Instagram, you know, contour, highlighter, blah, blah, blah. Cut crease. Yeah. I want to see something funky. I want to see something artful. I want to see something broken. Like the shoot that we worked on together. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Using color as an accessory. You saw that, right? Yes. Yeah. It was fabulous. It's like, you're, you know, you're... It's taking makeup and wearing it in a different way and focusing it more of as as an accessory rather than like, this is eyeshadow. Especially with all the different tools that are out there now, like all of the amazing eyeliners and shadows and brushes that you can really, really be creative. Mm -hmm. You know who I think is doing that really well? Have you guys seen the show Euphoria? Oh no! Was Zendaya? Yeah, about that. I mean, I haven't watched it, but I've seen. I follow the makeup artist. Yeah, so Daniela Davy, she goes by Donnie Davy. She is the uh, key makeup artist on Euphoria, and she works a lot with Hunter Schaefer, who is one of the leads on that show. Mm-hmm. And Hunter's makeup in the series is always so artful, mm-hmm. super editorial, like a little splash of like neon with like a really subtle like Amazing. pink mascara situation. People are obsessed with this look now, I think, because she's she's showing you can wear yeah. this in real life and, and every day. I'm putting mm-hmm. it in a television program mm-hmm. to prove to you that this is totally wearable. Right. And it's artful, right. which yeah. I love. Yeah. And I also love that the characters on that show, they're in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, that's like... It's mimicking the time. Yeah. But I feel like so many high schoolers currently are trying to look older than they actually right. are. Yeah. Right. And so this kind of encourages them to still be youthful and playful and, you know, wear glitter in like a fun way. Like you don't have to have that like Kardashian cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And listen, if you, if you are all about the Kardashians and that look, that is totally glam. And that's right. Like, I think for me at one point I was like, am I supposed, to look like this like oh my god when trends, living in LA yeah when trends <laughs> come around you all, all like often question okay is this like how am I, I am I supposed to look right. like this now I'm 32 and I like could not give any shits whatsoever exactly. I'm like I'm just gonna look the way I want to look mm-hmm. but it's interesting the beauty industry and how trends come and go the waves that happen right I, I'm curious I like maybe this is like a little tea sipping moment but like You've been in this industry for so long before social media. When you had to start using, did you ha- like? Did you feel like you had to start using social media to help with your your career? That's a. I get asked that a lot because I feel like my generation. There's some that definitely got on that wave and started writing it. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I just, it was, I loved looking at what my friends were doing. I loved looking at pictures. I loved looking at archive editorials that people were posting. It was more about sharing and being a part of a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't use Instagram as my sole uh, way of income, whereas some people do. 
for me, it's more about sharing what I'm using, sharing with my friends. People want to know how I'm using certain things, where I'm going. It's, yeah, it's interesting because for me, Instagram is just like, it's another medium. Yep. It's not the only medium. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're getting to a point now with social media that you kind of have to figure out your trajectory because I remember being on set once and it was like the first time that Instagram went down and then they like everyone lost a ton of followers. I was working with this model who lost 800,000 followers. (gasps) What? And you thought someone like killed someone in her family. She was freaking the fuck out so bad. And then I'm just sitting there thinking to myself like this could easily all go away tomorrow yeah, or right now. And this is what you're basing this reaction on. Right. And then also like this, like that's what you're basing your whole career on. Right. I think another part of Instagram account. Well, yeah. And also a lot of artists use Instagram to promote like the clients they're working on, obviously. Right. But some of them use their client as the sole reason to get followers. And I'm like, what happens when that client stops working with you? Like their whole identity is based in this client. Like for you, obviously you are an expert, you know, so much about the skin and so much about makeup. So people are following you truly for your own opinions, not because of the people that you happen to work with. right? Right. So I always am. I always feel like it's weird when I'm trying to, you know, get a gig or whatever, and they're like, well, what's the following there? I'm like, it shouldn't matter what my following right. is. Like, yeah. I'm just really good at my job. So yeah. you I should feel like that's me. changing too. Like I remember I recently I was with a publicist and a hairdresser and the hairdresser was really like he had to post and he had to like get his following up. And then the publicist was like, you need to really focus on Google. And we were like, what do you mean? And she was like, if I can't Google you, mm-hmm. you're kind of dead to me because I don't, I'm finding someone about their reputation. I want to know, you know, what it is that they do, who they work with, how their point of view is. I don't want to base the work on just your Instagram account because that's misleading. Okay. So our last question, we always like to shout out people that we love. Um, You're one of them. We've shouted you out several times in our little four episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Who are some of your fellow, maybe makeup artists, hairstylists, people that you think that we all should be following that you really believe in? There's so many great people out there and I'm very fortunate to have a lot of great friends in this business. I love Lacey Redway. I mean, besides the fact that we're great friends, I think that she's really talented and she has a really strong point of view. Gosh, I would I would focus on next generation. I would say Grace Ahn has a really incredible point of view. She's more editorial. She's in New York. She worked under Peter Phillips and Diane Kendall. Gosh. Yeah. Susie Sobel, I love. Mateen. He's iconic. Uh, Nick Burroughs. He's so funny. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great people. There's so many great people. My friend Tommy Bucket. There's just a lot of great, fun people out there doing really amazing work. And like, again, going back to it's just we're really lucky to be able to do this and do what we love. There's been obviously so many um, influencers and also Instagram makeup artists who have launched their own brands. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, to be completely transparent, I feel like the beauty sphere is so saturated and everyone's privy to how things are made. Knowing that all these makeup brands are turning out so fast, no one's real, the value of makeup in, as a whole has definitely changed amongst people. So I think if anything, what's going to set makeup apart now is innovation yep. and ingredients. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're in my head. You're in my head. I mean, because I mean, if all these brands are turning out so fast, it's like fast fashion. Yeah, and it's, it's like, the same eyeshadow palette. Right, and the same it's all contract manufactured. Highlighter. So mm-hmm. it's like everyone knows where everyone's getting their makeup made. Yep. They're just retooling the name. They're retooling the 
the packaging, but it's all coming from the same place. So what's going to differentiate that? Something that's innovative, something, an ingredient, something that's proprietary. So I think anyone can throw their name on a makeup brand now. And it, it's just dropped the value of makeup. And I think what's happening with retail is that people are going to, they're not shopping makeup like they used to because they're like, okay, I can go get something that's less money that's going to give me the same payoff because they don't understand the value of that product. Yep. So I think if anything, you're going to see where makeup's going to be different is if you see more innovation with it. If you're going to see something that's not necessarily packaging, but it's ingredients, people are going to really look at ingredients. I think that's why, you know, clean makeup is making this huge, I don't want to say comeback, but it's making a huge like splash impact. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are really, they want to know what they're putting on their face. I think that we're going to start seeing brands going extinct soon Oh yeah, because they're, they wanted to get in, uh, they were greedy and they're like, Oh, beauty is a billion dollar industry. I want to get in on that, on this. Right. They didn't think in terms of the long haul. And so you're going to start seeing brands just slowly, but surely start to fade. They're not going to be around much longer and hopefully it will come full circle and it'll kind of get back to basics. Yeah. But I say that you're in my head because I was like actually ranting about this the other day. I'm like, if you have, if you're going to ask me a question about the beauty industry and the best piece of advice I could offer anyone about starting a brand, it would be don't literally, right. unless you have innovation mm-hmm. or you're offering something to people that they can't already get right. because chances are they can already get it five different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gosh, I love this question because I can go really deep with it because the value of how we perceive makeup has changed. And that's why you're not going to see these brands being sold at a billion dollars anymore mm-hmm. or like like millions of dollars because they're not, the parent companies aren't, they don't see the difference. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly right. Because there is no difference. There's no difference. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and I think also like consumers too, they think, oh, I can get, like you said, I can get this palette for $5. It has the same shades. They don't really understand that the reason why this one palette costs this much isn't just because of the packaging. It's because of the innovation in the formula mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. the formula is actually better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, the beauty industry is also a really secretive industry and you don't want to tell people your proprietary ingredients or whatever that is. So then the lack of communication for the consumer is like, well, that's why I'm going to pick up this $5 thing. Instead, and sure, there are plenty of amazing budget friendly products. We are not saying there aren't, but there are times where I'm like, Do you know where that palette was made? Oh my gosh, yeah, right. Also, I'm curious because don't you think so many brands now come out with like a pro palette, but it's not pro, it's not made the way pro palettes were originally made to withstand long hours in the light on set, on stage, wherever it was. Now a lot of brands are like, oh, we're a pro brand. But I'm like, no professional makeup artist would use this on set. Right. I think that's more of a marketing. Totally. It's not, there's nothing pro friendly about it. Mm -hmm. I would I mean, like if you want to bring it back to pro brands, you know, we're talking like Mac, we're talking NARS, we're talking even Bobby Brown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Laura Mercier, Trish McAvoy. It, it can get deep, but at the same time, even Kevin Aquan. Yeah. But I feel like those brands now, they're trying to play catch up because beauties move so fast and just the way that it translates. I mean, Instagram has, I kind of feel like Instagram has killed beauty. Yeah. It yeah. makes me sad when I see like really big brands play into the Instagram trends and it just some it breaks my heart. Yeah. I know I'm like, you don't have to do this. You don't. But you right. know who I I and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I think Dior has done an amazing job of, oh, of keeping yes. the prestige, yes. staying, staying true to, true who, they to who they are. Who they are. Yeah. But then coming out with something that is totally accessible for the Instagram world. It's Peter though. It's Peter Phillips. I mean he, his editorial history is beyond. Yep. And what he did when he was at Chanel was so innovative. And when he went to Dior, he just brought that innovation and that creativity. Yeah. And it's like, I'm so lucky to be a part of that house. I'm not a big primer person. I'm obsessed with the Dior backstage primer because yeah. it feels yeah. like skincare. I put it all over my body. Yeah. It's great. 
no, I'm not kidding. Like neck, bring it, bring it down to the titties, ladies. Because it, it does something to the skin on its own yeah. too, which is really nice. Yeah. Oh, so that's right. Need... He said you could wear it as like alone as a, as yeah. a scent to him. Okay. Yeah. He gave my Wait, I have a fun question. Yes. If you could create one product, make a product, this in Kirby you can answer too, Ooh. that like doesn't exist and you can be totally fantastical, what would it be? Oh, actually this would, oh gosh. I'm afraid if I say it, it oh, might okay. get made. <laughs> yeah. Go with your next option. Yeah. <laughs> Not the one that you can make um, for reals. <laughs> oh, that's a really great question. I have two while I, you're thinking. Oh, yeah. I have one yeah, as well. Yeah, go tell, tell us <laughs> That's why, of course, Kirby has an answer. <laughs> Kirby has five. <laughs> I would make a foundation that balanced your hormones to help get rid of melasma. Ooh. Oh. That's a, that's a fantastical answer. Okay, because that's yeah. literally impossible to do. But you know, if someone never say it out, never, get get with me. We can go in it together. Yeah. The other one is a gel eyeliner that you can apply to your waterline that truly does not budge or move. It won't transfer to your lower lash line. Mm. I've tried so many. My go-to. Have is... Have you tried the Japanese ones? Oh, the no. Uz- you what is it? Oh, Uz. I get all my Japanese eyeliners at little in Little Tokyo when I'm here. Do you? Yeah. There's this store that it's nothing but just like K-Beauty, J-Beauty, and I get my eyeliners there. Okay, I'm going to take you with me because I go in those stores, but then I don't know. I'm like, do I just buy everything? Because I don't know. The one that's like across from a bakery? Is it like in? Yes. Okay. Yes. We used to live like right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... I God, I can't remember the brand, but it's like a 24-hour no smudge, no. Because I use Bobbi Brown, like the gel liner mm-hmm. uh, on my top waterline just to make my lashes look fuller. And I love it, but it always transfers to my lower right. lash line and then kind of smudges and then it'll get in my inner corner. And I it does stay on the longest, but it's not truly 100% like Have the you ever tried lasting. using mascara in your waterline as a liner? I tried it one time. But I don't think I was the best at it. And I also, I'm not sure I wore, it was the best mascara for okay, it. Okay, you need a waterproof. Like a waterproof? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it, the dry down so fast. So what I do is I take a flat brush. Uh-huh. It's a flat eyeliner brush that Dior makes. And um, I'll dip it into the Dior Show waterproof. Mm. And I'll lift the lid up and dab it into the waterline. And it dries really fast. Great. And that gives you, so you don't see the skips. Yeah, yeah. That's what that does. That's look at Daniel making your dreams come true. Wow, I don't even have to invent a product now. Okay, mine is a mascara that would give me my lash extensions. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wasn't that? um, Wasn't there a mascara that did tubes? Like what? I know what you're talking about. Okay, blink or blink? Would you look? Okay, the blink tubes. Yeah, but it's not the same. Uh, There is one that it's like this mascara where. You would put it on, pump it, and then when you applied it, it literally looked like it was growing out your lashes. Even but it would get super stringy like lashes. Yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't a good look. Okay. It literally oh, looked like like, like hairy yeah. lashes. It was gross. Or if someone can just invent lash extensions that would last like months. Mm. Do you want eyelash implants? Yeah. If someone could invent, <laughs> I would invest. I will be a guinea pig. Great. I go, I mean, we talked about this. I'll work on it. Okay. I'll work Thanks. on it. Maybe I'll like give you lash implants myself. <laughs> just like. Perfect. Great. I'm sure Matt is Can't thrilled wait. with that. He's like, Don't great. need my vision. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as my eyes look yeah. good. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do you have one? We don't want to oh, like have you spill your secrets. No, it's not a secret. But I do this hack where if there's like, an, um, like a deep cystic pimple, uh-huh. I'll use cortisone gel and um, eyeshadow primer to cover that up before I put concealer on top of it. So the cortisone gel, it's like a barrier and it protects the the pimple. And also treats it. Exactly. Okay. And then I'll lay eyeshadow primer on top of it to kind of like smooth it out. And because eyeshadow primer is so dry, it just, it's almost like a, like a film. Okay. It just locks on top of it. Then I can go over it with concealer and foundation. It doesn't move. So if I could create a, two-in-one products with that treatment would be incredible. That would be amazing. But cortisone is an OTC, so you don't usually use 
Yeah. Yeah. That in cosmetics. Ooh, so. this is a good hack. I'm love it. Try it next Absolutely time. Absolutely love it. Okay. One last question before we have to end this lovely conversation. Who is your dream client? I mean, you work on a lot of dream clients. Yeah. Well, but is there anyone that you're like, one of these days, it would be cool if I could do this person's oh makeup? Oh, gosh. I, my dream client would be Tilda Swinton. Oh, <gasps> that's a that's good a one. Very realistic, though. Because she's my vibe. Like, she's just sophisticated. She's chic. She's strong. She's androgynous. Yeah. But she, the way that I love how she wears makeup. Yeah. And I feel like she's just. I would, yeah, that oh would God, be let's my... Let's make this happen. That's yeah. the secret. You just said it out loud. Now it's going to happen. So. I hope so. Can't <laughs> wait. Manifest it. Yes. <laughs> Daniel, thank you so much. This is so much fun. Thank and where can so our much. listeners find you? You can find me at the... Do- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> at the dollar store. Um, <laughs> in Little Tokyo. <laughs> in Little Tokyo. Um, just my Instagram, I guess, Daniel Martin. Yeah. Great. I'm really lucky I was able to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, find Eva. Him on the gram. Yeah, find him <laughs> on the Chen. gram. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Way to go, Eva Chen. Yeah. Awesome. We could not thank you yeah. anymore. Thank you, guys. you were I so love amazing. You guys. This love was you. so much fun, really. It was so fun, informative. Will you come back? I would totally come back. Okay. <gasps> we could do like a field trip episode where we go to Little Tokyo. Ooh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. I would Great. totally yeah. do that. We'll call your people. Totally. <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gloss Angeles. As always, please like our Instagram page, Gloss underscore Angeles, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and we're on Spotify, too. Follow us there. Leave us a review, please, if you like us. If you don't, then just... If you're still listening, I swear (laughs) you have to love us. So, yeah, please make sure that you uh, send us a little love uh, in the comment section. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.